At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. Friday edition of Final Countdown here on VSIN. It is Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel on the desk with me, and the producer that shall not ever be shown or heard, Steph, behind the glass. We have an awesome show where we are going to talk a bunch of football, John. We're going to talk all kinds of NFL, and we'll get your picks in college football. I don't have anything in the account quite yet, but maybe you can convince me to get something in there. This week, of or go course. the opposite direction of what I'm going. Ooh, mm. or maybe fade something that yeah. you're on. Listen, we could start that like a fade Friday. I would, lo- I would love like a segment like that where you're just like, no, nah, that sounds stupid. I'm going to go the other yeah. way. You, uh, you sir, <laughs> you sir, are a moron. And <laughs> right. I am not going to, in fact, do that whatsoever. Yeah. So we're this is listen. We're gonna we know we, we still have full slates, so we still have to run through every single game and try to give you our thoughts. Listen, if there's nothing doing in those games, we'll try to kind of move through those a little bit faster because yeah. I mean, listen, I understand that everybody is really wanting to know what we're betting and or have a lean or have some real thoughts on. And there's a couple of these games that I think that for me are more just kind of wait and see type situations. So we'll, we'll certainly kind of power through those, but I do want to start off real quick with just last night. We're a forward looking show, but we certainly do want to talk about last night because these are two teams that are likely to be there at the end. These are two teams that are, had some pretty polarizing viewpoints, specifically on the chief side coming into the season and the Chargers, again, super, super hyped. And I think even after last night, John, I am still on the train of understanding as to why they're super hyped. I think that if you kind of look at that, I think they won that game basically in everything but the scoreboard. And look, I'm a guy that was on the Chiefs as three-and-a-half-point favorites last night. And so I am i didn't take anything away from that game other than I think the Chargers are a really, really good team. And they were able to do this without Keenan Allen out there. And 
if people don't realize what Keenan Allen means to this offense, I think you can now because there was at least a couple of different instances where the the Chiefs basically said, you're not getting this to Mike Williams. Like, that's not happening. And then the alternative wasn't really there for, for Justin Herbert. But all in all, I don't really – I don't really knock them for this game. I'm still as high on them as I was heading into this thing. Yeah, I think I'm pretty baseline when it comes to the Chargers for the first few mm-hmm. weeks. I, I was, I, I came into this thinking, all right, what are we going to see out of the secondary, actually? Because if you mm-hmm. looked at some of the numbers from week one, a guy like Asante Samuel Jr., for example, gave up over 100 yards, gave up a touchdown. Uh, their corners didn't play particularly well against the Las Vegas Raiders. And so what was that going to look like against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs? And we saw. I probably should have had a couple more interceptions <laughs> against Patrick Mahomes. And I think when you look at the Chargers, I've come away through the first two games. Well, after game one, and I would say, take this for what it's worth, because this is somebody who had the Raiders in that game, uh, maybe a little jilted, but it came away week one lukewarm. Like, okay, let's see what happens on a short week against the, the Kansas City Chiefs. But I came away thinking here that, you know what, they deserve to be rated the way that they do. Mm-hmm. I, I can see if everything that the market sees in this team, and specifically, too, you know, for the most part with Justin Herbert. I do think that there are times, and I think this is more narrative than anything else, there are times where he gets away with untimely plays, mm-hmm. the interception uh, yesterday being one of them. And we can quibble about whether the tight end was at fault or whether it was him. Uh, so sometimes it happens every once in a while. But when you have the moments where he looks like his arm is about to fall off and then literally the next snap <laughs> laces a beautiful ball downfield that sets him up as, for a touchdown subsequently, I, I think I totally understand where the market's at here with the Chargers despite the one-on-one record now. Yeah, I, I, you know, and as you mentioned, I mean, I – do I look at the Chiefs as actual contenders? Again, this was the year where I said, hey, I think the Chiefs get knocked off in this division. Hey, this is where I think the Chiefs are going to be able to – are going to probably take a step back with all this. I mean, if you look, the offense from the Chiefs wasn't necessarily clicking in this game. It wasn't like they were just some offensive juggernaut like they were in week one. And, again, we saw what what we saw last week, which was there was no way for the Cardinals to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. They chose, hey, let's just sell out. Let's blitz 51% of his dropbacks, and he ate him alive because that's what Patrick Mahomes does. He he, he feasts on the blitz. Well, you look here, now the Chargers obviously didn't do that. They were able to get some pressure with some of their guys up front, and then and you kind of see how this is going to go, I think, for this Chief team. You didn't have a single receiver in the 60s yep. as far as receiving yards, but I think the one credit you can give to Patrick Mahomes here is this, is he didn't force the ball to Kelsey. He didn't force the ball to Juju. If there was an open guy, he, he threw it to the open guy. He was okay with dumping it off to the guys out of the backfield. And this was the big problem with this Chiefs offense at the beginning of last year where we were like, is this offense broken? And it was because Patrick Mahomes was continually forcing the ball into situations where the ball should not be thrown. And if I take away anything that I do like from what I saw last night with Kansas City was mainly – that, hey, look, Patrick Mahomes has learned now that if these defenses are going to play like they are basically play, it's almost like the Mahomes defense at this mm-hmm. point. If they're going to play him like that, he'll just take what they give him. Yeah, I think so. I think that's fair. I think the one thing that kind of worries you is, like right now through two games, turnover-worthy play rate of 4.8% is pretty high. Uh, so you want to see, because remember last year what happened, I think a lot of people thought that something different was happening with the Mahomes. The difference was that the turnover-worthy plays were becoming turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. The turnover-worthy play rate stayed the same. It's just that he wasn't getting as lucky, and he's getting lucky again so far, right? These turnover-worthy plays aren't turning into turnovers. That would be the worry for me here. And I'll say this because we always focus on such big-picture stuff. 
Uh, from a prop betting standpoint, I would say the one thing that has stuck out through two games for Kansas City, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire has, I think, some faith in him now mm-hmm. up to this point when you talk about what they're doing with him. Again, last night, eight rushes, 74 yards to the big one at the end, four receptions, 44 yards. He found the end zone twice against the Arizona Cardinals, 42 yards on the ground, 32 yards receiving. These rushing receiving props for Clyde Edwards-Alaire and where they end up as we kind of move along here in the season. Interested to see how the market kind of moves along with that because at this point right now, uh, he has been a very productive back when it comes to rushing and receiving our total. Yeah, I think there was a lot of people who were trying to kind of write him off before right. the season started. And, and it's look, a perfect year for him. It was, and here, it's another one of those classic cases of everybody gets mad where someone gets drafted, and then they yeah. want to talk, and then the, and it bleeds over into their evaluation of their talent, right? right? Yeah. Where it's kind of like, he was drafted too high, so he sucks. I'm like, well, no, that's not, you can argue that he was drafted too high, but that doesn't mean that the talent level isn't there. And I think we saw last night, as you mentioned, not only from a runner, but as a receiver as well, where it looks like this guy can actually be a pretty big part of this offense moving forward. And I, I agree with you from a prop standpoint, certainly something that if they don't adjust the lines each week, and he's basically going to be the guy in the backfield here for a team that given he, you know, week in week out is probably going to produce some offense. It's, it's maybe something we can take advantage of at least early on. Yeah. I think season. it'd be early. Cause yeah. like, I mean, even yesterday, I think it was only 44% of the offensive snaps, but he's getting targeted and he's getting mm-hmm. the yards and he's being productive with the touches that he gets. And I think that's mm-hmm. the important part about it. And on the on the Charger side of things, from Justin Herbert, I mean, as you mentioned, we saw him obviously in, a, in an incredible amount of pain. They are saying that it is air quote okay, and that a lingering issue is unlikely. I'm not a doctor, John, <laughs> but this guy was wincing in pain, like just trying to jog off of the field, and they're the that, ball out of bounds. And they're trying to say that this is not going to linger. It was third and one. Yep. He had four yards, easily could have converted the first down and chose to not do that because of what's going on with this. So, I don't know. This seems a little bit of an optimistic diagnosis, in my opinion. I mean, I would agree. (laughs) Now, I would say that this was a Thursday night game, obviously, so you get the extra time coming around here until you play again uh, the next Sunday. So, we'll see if that kind of helps him out. Uh, I would say when you have a guy who clearly uh, was feeling (laughs) it and was limping to the sideline and barely, like, dead-armed it out of bounds – uh, I would say that I am somewhat troubled by how he looked yes. yesterday. But at the same time, you saw him throw that ball in the immediate play. So the guy's kind of a gamer. Like, I understand like why people like him, but I would be worried to a certain extent about that because he looked pretty debilitated after he took that shot. A couple of college football games, Florida State, Louisville, Air Force, and Wyoming. Don't know if you have either one of these in the account or not, but is there any thoughts at all for people who may, might want to get involved? No, I would, so I, I would say the one thing about both of these, first off, I didn't have any read whatsoever on Florida State and mm-hmm. Louisville. Uh, I kind of, I guess to a certain extent, understand why the market would move in the direction of Florida State, uh, but nothing strong. But for Air Force and Wyoming, I would just say this. Uh, Air Force is clearly respected by betters in the market. And again, here, Circa opens up 15, uh, got to 17 in a couple of spots, still is. Now we're at 16 and a half across the board with a total of 47. Uh, this is not a Wyoming team that has a lot coming back from last year. They are not very good. And I think a lot of people, I don't know, maybe I have to say this, maybe I don't. Uh, Wyoming it usually plays pretty well at home early on in the season. Mm-hmm. That won't matter against Air Force considering right. their own home field. So just keep that in mind as you're watching this matchup. But Air Force, a very highly power-rated team, and they deserve to be. They're going to be favored in every single one of their games this year, and they're really, really freaking good. Over in Major League Baseball, we do have one game in action. The Rockies and the Cubs are going right now. Cubs 2-1 to lead in the eighth inning. They're minus 375 on the live line. If you think the Rockies just one run down are worth it, plus 285 for them. A little bit later, some very big games for some teams out there. We got the Orioles and the Blue Jays. As we know, Orioles trying to chase down one of those playoff spots. Jordan Lyles versus Trevor Richards. This is minus 165 in favor of the Blue Jays, plus 140 
for the Orioles. Again, like there's only a couple of teams as we head down the stretch here, John, where every single game matters for sure, and the Orioles are certainly one of those teams. Yeah, well, and it's put up a shut-up time because yeah. you're four and a half games back at Tampa Bay for that last wild card. And if you're going to make headway here, it would be a team that's only a half game up on Tampa Bay in that race for one of those wild cards. So you got to win this, and you've got to take care of business this weekend against Toronto. And when I say take care of business, I mm-hmm. would argue like a sweep is, is yep. in order for Baltimore if they're going to realistically hold on to any shot at getting into the postseason. So uh, they won two in a row, so they, they're feeling it a little bit here, but this is a very, very big series for Baltimore if they want to stay alive. Yeah, I'm with you. It's, it's kind of like, it's kind of one of those deals where we're not saying they're dead if they don't sweep here or whatever, but like you, you kind of need a sweep, yeah, I think, I, at this if, point. Let's put like, it this way. Like if you lose this series, you're going to need a, I wouldn't say a collapse of epic proportions yeah. of the team in front of you, but you would have to have a very minuscule, you'd have a very minuscule probability of making it into the wild card. One of those other teams that has a, every single game matters mentality right now is the Brewers. The Brewers are going to be uh, hosting the Yankees tonight as Frankie Montas for the Yankees, Adrian Hauser for the Brewers. The Yankees are minus 120 road favorites, even money on the Brewers at home here, a total of eight. And of course, we'll all be watching whether Aaron Judge can hit another home run in this game. But again, it's the look at the Brewers and they're a game and a half behind the Padres for that final wild card spot. So another one of those teams where every single game does matter. Yeah, uh, but you're right. That's all I care about is whether or not yeah, Aaron Judge is actually <laughs> going to go yard again if he can keep this up. Uh, but I will say Frankie Montas, again, inconsistency. Two out of the last three outings, four earned runs allowed. One of those against the Angels. So uh, it has not been a guy who I've been willing to kind of look at consistently. Mike Pritchard going to join us here. We're going to talk some football here in a couple of segments, see what he thinks about everything that's been going on here in week one. And also want to ask him, listen, we saw a weather game in week one and want to get his perspective of a guy who's played at the very highest level. And just how much does that actually affect the guys out on the field, the play calling, everything? Because again, I think we make sometimes a bigger deal out of this than, than maybe we should. And of course, we're going to continue to run through the injury news that's coming through as we're on air and anything that we can speculate from a line movement standpoint. Stick with us here. It is a final countdown. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. 
sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your football season on the right track by subscribing to VEASAN Pro. Get full access to everything we do, including our daily picks at a glance. Recap, recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. 24-7 video. Season prep, which includes our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long. Pro tools like our exclusive betting splits and pro tips updated every hour with actionable insights to up your betting game. Sign up for a discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from now to the Super Bowl for $175 American dollars, and it is costing you more by the day. Mm. Just go VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network as always. Drink responsibly. So we are let's let's go ahead and get started in these games, John, because I mean listen, there's we got another full slate here. We want to make sure to get through all of them. We'll hit the news and notes of the injury stuff as we kind of move from game to game. And, you know, we start here with the Jets and the Browns. The Browns now sitting six and a half point favorites. This hasn't really moved a ton. It was at six, moved to six and a half, hasn't really gotten off that six and a half. Thirty-nine to thirty-nine and a half is the total. I understand why it's so low. Yep. Jacoby Brissett uh, under center for the Browns. They just want to run the ball. I get it. And then you got the Jets whose offense looked completely anemic yet again. So I understand why the total is so incredibly low. I had considered playing the Browns and Survivor this week, I got off of it whenever I saw how incredibly popular the Browns are going to be this week actually in Survivor. And I'm like, you know what? If everybody's going to play the Browns, I'm certainly not. I thought I was going to be going out on a limb playing the Browns. And if they're going to be a popular pick this week, 
Y'all go at it. I ain't doing it. So I think this is just a, a sit back and watch here. And again, if anything, I understand why it's 39 and a half. I would probably still lean to the under with like the Jets contributing maybe 10 or 13 points to it. And the Browns just wanting to run a ton. But outside of that, John, this is not one of the games that really jumped off the page. Right. And the lower, I mean, look, with this lower total too, it's it's not speaking well of Cleveland's offense. Like I don't, mm-hmm. this isn't going to be, despite the minus 275 money line, this is not going to be the runaway yeah. uh, that the market kind of indicates here. And I'm with you like when you looked at Cleveland overall my initial thought when I was like whittling down the card of contest plays uh, the Browns run the long list Mm -hmm. right and then I immediately scratched them off when you rewatch that game and when you look at just their poor offensive production and you mentioned Jacoby Brissett I mean in that game overall 4.8 yards per play for the offense Uh, if you look at some of the numbers for Brissett and some of the different men like aspects as a passer like just overall 52.9% completion under 150 yards 4.3 yards per attempt even when he was kept clean Matt just four yards per attempt he just yeah. It was really anemic for that offense. Why the Panthers got back into that game. So. Exactly. And for whatever reason, couldn't find Amari Cooper at all. And right. they had not drawn up anything to just get the ball to Amari Cooper, which I Bubble thought was weird. Just yeah. give it to him, right? Yeah, like, which was weird. I was like, why are they not just trying to get it in his hands? I don't really get it. And the smallest of sample size, obviously, we're only one game into the season. But of the 35 quarterbacks that played in yep. week one, Jacoby Brissett graded out at the 31st of those 35 quarterbacks. And so, again, for me, if anything, it'd be an under lean for me in this game because I don't think the Jets really move the ball either. And so I think it's kind of yeah. like, I think we could be looking at a nasty 17-13 type game. And, and let's give the Jets defense some credit. Mm-hmm. I mean, Baltimore won that 24-9, to uh, but they did, for the most part, hold the Ravens down. 5.2 yards per play, 211 yards passing. Uh, they were they they did enough to keep the Jets in that as a seven-point underdog. The offense couldn't carry its load. So like putting this all together, the total makes sense. And I don't think that the Browns should be favored by as much as they are. Yeah, me, me neither. And I guess like the the thing for me here is like again, if, from a from a survivor standpoint, if you're in this, like I don't know why. I guess maybe just because it's the Jets and people last is, year yeah. just targeted the Jets no matter what and all that. But like Cleveland's like looking out to be like the fifth most popular play in Survivor this week, at least kind of wow. by some of the early returns on well, like the some popular of the f- plays did really well last week. Yeah, so maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. that's something that so, will work out for. I mean, something, something I'm just not going to, uh, something I'm not going to be involved with there. So move on from, from that one. But this one is something I am involved in, and I'm glad we have some time to talk here. The Bucks and the Saints. As we sit right now, two and a half in favor of the Bucks on the road, 44 to 44 and a half your total in the majority of the shops out there. There's 143 and a half available if you're looking to play an over in this game. And, you know, this is one of those things where how much do you value injury reports? How much do you value who is, is, and is not going to be out on the field? And do you think that Tom Brady gets things done magically, no matter what, no matter what the personnel is, because John, this is one of those deals with the bucks that they are coming in walking wounded type situation. And for me, I think that is a pretty big deal. I mean, we're talking Russell Gage questionable, Julio Jones questionable, Brashad Perryman questionable, Tristan Wirfs is questionable, Donovan Smith is doubtful. That's, of course, a starting tackle for them. Mike Williams questionable, Leonard Fournette questionable, and Chris Godwin already ruled out for this team. And so with that just rash of injuries, and I understand there is at least some question marks around whether Alvin Kamara is going to be out there for the Saints or not, if you can bring this Saints team up, to eight and a half in a teaser leg in a game with a 44 total and that type of injury report for the Bucks, 
it is one of my favorite teaser legs of the week, and you know maybe I crash and burn with that one, but I, I just I just don't see how this version of the Bucks that's likely to be on the field this weekend can blow anybody out. Saints Bengals probably going to be a very popular teaser yeah. this week, but I would say I agree with everything. So uh, the couple of plays that I've actually made so far this week were I think you've called like number grabs, right? So like mm-hmm. it, uh, the second these numbers got up, I, I grabbed three with the Saints. I'm yep. like, I don't think that's going to stick around. We know that there are some injury issues with the Buccaneers that are going to start to transpire here. Ultimately, that's the case, and the Saints too. A lot of people you we. Talk talked about this last week. A lot of people I think are going to be turned off by that performance initially against the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons. The Falcons have a lot more offensively than we're giving them credit for. And it's a familiar system with a head coach and a quarterback who have worked together in the past and the saints offensively, in the second half, they looked like the team yeah. that we kind of expected. Jameis yeah. Winston, you talk about grading out the sixth best passer in the National Football League last week, according to Pro Football Focus, only committed one turnover-worthy play. He was very good in terms of ball control as well. I really liked what the Saints brought to the table. All of those things put together, the favorable situation where you're catching the three at the beginning of the week or a teaser leg back at home against the Saints team, or excuse me, this Bucks team. And here's the other part. Last week, that's a team that was given opportunity after opportunity in terms of short fields. Mm-hmm. And it was field goal after field goal because they looked really disjointed. Looked like a team whose quarterback took a week off in the middle of training camp with a bunch of new weapons. Mm-hmm. I think all of these things put together, this Saints team who's had a lot of success against Tom Brady since he's been there in Tampa Bay, I think are very live here. And if you look at the Saints, I mean, the other reason, and I, this is not a homer type situation at all. I mean, I, I actually was... While I do like the Saints in that division, it's more about I think the Bucks take a step back as far yep. as me being so much in love with the Saints. But you you look at it, Jameis Winston again. This is a guy that is stepping in with, for him, completely new wide receivers than he had last year, right? And so yeah, Michael Thomas had a couple of, of touchdown catches, but he didn't. I don't think you could ever in a million years say that he was probably completely, you know, up to up to speed with what's going on with that offense and all yep. stuff like that. He didn't have much time in training camp, all the different things like that. Then you have a rookie in Olave. Then you have Jarvis Landry, who, by the way, yes, had an awesome catch runner. But again, working for the first time with Jameis Winston. So I think if anything, the, as the weeks go on, the Saints offense just looks a little bit better just because Michael Thomas gets more time out on the field where he hadn't played in over a year. You get Jarvis Landry a little bit more in tune with what Jameis wants to do, and he he becomes like your chain mover. And then Olave, obviously, as a rookie, is just going to get better as he gets more experience. So I just look at this Saints team as kind of one of those teams where each and every week I'm probably going to be looking at them being a little bit better. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And yeah. even so, Alvin Kamara, obviously, you have questions about yeah. whether or not he's going to play. And that is something that is impactful for a team like New Orleans but maybe I think that's more impactful for the team of yesteryear, right? Like last mm-hmm. season, something like that. When you have a wide receiver core the way that the Saints are, that that is loaded from one to four, and they are healthy, unlike yeah. what the Buccaneers are dealing with at this point right now, the loss of Alvin Kamara potentially, we don't even know if that's going to be the case, uh, is buff- like it's 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 not as impactful yeah. as it once was. And if you're looking at this, and if you're looking at this Bucks defense, I mean, and I'm not downplaying, and I'm not saying that Jameis is going to throw you know 60 times in this game or something, but like. The path of least resistance is certainly not running the ball against them. It's like it's passing, right? I mean, like, you, know, right. You, you don't want to run against them anyway. So, like, if there was a game that you were going to be shallow at the running back position, it would certainly be against this Bucks team because, hell, you don't want to run into that defensive line as it is anyway. So, you certainly want to be throwing against them. I just, I don't know, just a lot points to me with the Saints. And, like, if I'd have gotten three, I'd have taken it. I was late to the, the game. I didn't get that. But I think getting them out to eight and a half in a game again with a 44-45 with a total, something like that, is just, I find it hard, hard, hard to believe that the Bucks are going to go out there and win this game by double digits. And, and I'll say really quickly that when you look at it from the perspective of, like, because we're being super mm-hmm. positive of the Saints, 
The, the, the route the Buccaneers go here is that their defensive line takes on the Saints' offensive line, which was kind of shaky in terms of pass protection in week one against an Atlanta team that doesn't have the presence along the defensive mm-hmm. line that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would. So if that's going to happen, that would kind of be in that realm. But again, I think if that's going to be the case, you're talking about a little bit more of a, for lack of a better term, knockdown, drag-out brawl that's floating underneath that total and still keeps you within that teaser lane. And, and I'm with you. I think the Saints could win this thing outright. And mm-hmm. I just wanted, I do want to bring up they're three to one right now to win this division. Still, obviously, yep. if they win this game, that is number's never going to appear again. Ever, the number's going to disappear. And so, if you think the Saints win this game, you might want to at least throw a quarter unit. You know, break up your whatever bet it is and throw like a quarter of that unit on them at three to one to win this division as well. Because Bucks still sitting at minus three hundred with the Saints sitting at plus three hundred to win the NFC South. I think this is mispriced. I still think it's mis. I thought it was mispriced before the season. I still think it's mispriced. And again, if the Saints go out there and get this done at home, this number will finally go away. So you might want to get it in your Couldn't have said it better myself. A three to one is still mispriced with this division. Doesn't account for the Buccaneers coming back down to earth. Our guy, Mike Pritchard, going to join us in here. We're going to talk about, listen, like I said, a guy that's actually been there, done that, and try to get some perspective from someone who's actually been out there. Wonder if we is better. Sometimes, maybe we overanalyze these things. Maybe we go a little bit too far whenever we're handicapping these games. Coming back. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go-to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special lace-up for week one, two, two, week two with Bet Rivers play parlay insurance and touchdown insurance offers every Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, get your stake back in a free bet up to $25. Wager on any player to score the first touchdown on a Sunday night football contest and get your money back. As a free bet, if they score at any time in that game, head to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. I promise you this. And and it's uh, it's going to be for week two. And when I read this moving forward, John, it was just a just a week one typo there in the in the sheet. So I'm just going to say week two as we move forward. Good thing you're not drawing attention to it. Yeah, you know, no big deal. It is uh, Matt and John here on the desk, and we are – privileged to be joined by our very own Mike Pritchard. VEASAN contributor, you can find him on the Twitter machine at M.I. Pritchard as well. Pritch, thanks for joining us, my man. Fellas, how how you guys doing? Doing good, doing good. And I'm glad to have you on because you've kind of been there, done that, right, kind with all of. this. No, well, I mean, I don't know. I don't <laughs> what know are we many, doing? He was the first I don't, I don't know how many games he played and stuff like that. I, I don't I don't know. I, I listen, I'll admit I did not watch all the tape. I don't know how many horrible weather games you played in, but we're gonna we're gonna get your perspective on it anyway. So we make a big deal out of, you know, and I think rightfully so with the mm-hmm. super high wind games and things and stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes we see snow on the field and we freak out. And then this past week, of course, there was the torrential rain, you know, there in in Chicago, which I think really did kind of alter the game plan for these teams and stuff. But having, you know, intimate knowledge of this, do we Mm -hmm. overanalyze this? Do we underanalyze this? How much does this affect the players themselves? And then how much does this affect like the the actual game plan kind of mid-game? Are these guys having to kind of make it up as they go? Yeah, I mean, I don't think you can overanalyze it, Matt. Uh, JVT, great to be with you, by the way. And, um, you know, Google Google, um, Chiefs, Seahawks, 1998. It's all over YouTube. Uh, we we played in worse weather than what they had in Chicago. They act, we actually had to delay the game. Um, so, yeah, the weather can change everything. It can change your game plan. It's out the window. 
uh, as a player, you can't hold on to the rock at all. Uh, I would much rather play in cold weather than than rainy weather or or torrential downfall uh, or field conditions either. I mean, think about your footing. Think about the speed of the game and how that adjusts and how that changes as well. So uh, it, it gets frustrating. Uh, certainly what you worked on all week, you can't simulate that type of weather situations and conditions in practice. And uh, you can have the wet balls situations if you can, but that's really not going to help you at all once you get into the game. So you do the best you can. I mean, there's no doubt. There is no doubt that uh, San Francisco's game plan was out the window. Uh, Chicago made a couple plays and they won the game. Mike, how does this change from, from college to pro? Like how much did you drill this in college comparatively to drilling this when you got to the pros? I mean, is there, is there much more emphasis once you get to the pros on like, Hey, look, like we got to make sure that we are prepared for this type of stuff or, you know, is it kind of equal? Well, no, it's not equal, Matt, because in, in pros you have – it's your job. You you have all day and all night to prepare for it. In college, obviously, you have your school and, and other situations going on with you. So, no, I think it's just your commitment level. Uh, it's just different in the National Football League. Uh, you know, you, you try to do your best you can, though. I mean, you, you, don't, you wear gloves or you don't wear gloves. Um, you, like I mentioned, you can dip the balls uh, in water and, and try to – uh, get a feel for a wet football that way, but it's not the same. I mean, that's that's away from the game. Once the game takes place and you're in a stadium, uh, the lights are on, the cameras are on. It's so different. Uh, so you can prepare as best you can. But uh, I, like I said earlier, I, I just don't think you can overrate it or or over handicap the situation. I think you got to uh, take in mind, uh, certainly keep in mind uh, about the fact that the weather, if it's rainy uh, and slippery out there, will affect the game. Hmm. I'm looking at this. You're right. There's a lot of footage. It's a sloppy field. <laughs> sloppy field, Pritch. Uh, all right. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk something else situationally here. Um, Texas. They're yeah. in what a lot of people have called a letdown spot this week after the close loss to Alabama. Uh, going back to your time in college, as Matt said, you've kind of done this before. Uh, w- did you experience any letdown spots? Do you think there is some legitimacy behind a team being a little bit unfocused after a close loss to a, a better opponent? I think it depends on the expectations, JVT. And last week uh, in studio with you guys, I mentioned uh, in passing that it's tough to play in Austin. Uh, Alabama found that out. When UT has it going, that's a tough place to play. Uh, we were fortunate to get a victory late in the fourth quarter uh, against UT on Earl Campbell Day. Uh, but, I, you know, from an expectation standpoint, I don't know where Stark has a program. I don't think they were expecting to get to the playoffs or, or win a championship this year. So a letdown spot for UT after that game uh, with their backup quarterback. Uh, apparently yours could go. Who knows? But um, I, I don't know if that's in the cards, though. Uh, they're back home. Uh, it, it is a momentum situation uh, for UT. You got to keep it going. Uh, Sark has limited expectations. So uh, there's no pressure. Now, UTSA, obviously, that's a, this is a program-building game. Uh, so yeah, I think Texas got to be careful, but no, I, I don't think I wouldn't anticipate a letdown, uh, for, for the Longhorns after that game against Alabama. Pritch, not a doctor, nor have I ever played a down in the NFL, but I can read a person's face when he is wincing in pain every single time mm-hmm. he takes a step out on the field. And we saw that with Justin Herbert last night, and they're trying to say today that he's going to be okay and that there's not going to be any residual effects from this. But I mean, this is a guy who passed up 
running for one yard on third and one when it was definitely necessary for his team to pick up a first down to try to keep the game right. going and whatnot. I mean, this is where you saw what you saw last night. I mean, doesn't this seem like, especially with a quarterback who's going to be taking hits whenever he's making throws, like, doesn't this seem like something that's probably going to linger? Yeah, you know what? This is a been there, done that kind of show today, guys. I mean, mm-hmm. I lacerated my kidney uh, in practice and still ran gassers afterwards. <laughs> Uh, you know, when you when you have that cramp in your side like because you've been running and you just mm-hmm. think it's a cramp, but it won't go away. That's what I thought it was. But lo and behold, later on that night, I was in intensive care because I have a lacerated kidney and I was bleeding oh. internally. So I think the Chargers need to be careful with this. Uh, I saw where he's going to get further tests. The x-rays were negative. Uh, but you got to fully evaluate what's going on with that guy and that much pain. So I'm sure he's going to get some imaging uh, so we'll see what happens and what develops, but you're right. I mean, you try to gut it through and, uh, you try to block out the pain. If you can, he made one unbelievable throw, uh, that is incredible to think about under those circumstances. But uh, I, I hope for his career and his long-term health that they fully evaluate the guy. And certainly he doesn't rush back though. All right. So we got to see, obviously these teams play finally. Um, what'd you make it to a tongue Iloa in his performance against New England last weekend, Pritch? Man, you know what, JVT? I'm I'm not in all of it. I, I think he did some solid things. I think uh, New England allowed him to do some solid things. I'm waiting for teams to rush him up the middle uh, and really block the throwing lanes for him in the middle of the field, make him throw the out routes, make him throw the deep ball to the outside, and make him move around in the pocket. Uh, when that happens, I want to see how Tua responds to that. But uh, you know, New England, for whatever they're doing this year, experimenting on both sides of the ball, that, that was the wrong game to do it uh, against Tua in Miami. So I, I, the jury's still out for me when it comes to Tua. Uh, he's got a ton of weapons around him, though. Uh, I think betters are encouraged by that. Rich, we know we're going to be without Dak Prescott at least for a few weeks, and maybe even several weeks, depending on how this all plays out. Cooper Rush, a guy that, by the way, when they made their original roster cuts, they didn't keep any quarterbacks. They were hoping that somebody was going to be on the wire that they could go and get. That did not, did not end up being the situation. So Cooper Rush ends up getting retained, and little did they know they were going to have to turn to him here in week two. You look at this schedule for the Cowboys, man. Cincinnati this week, but then this is like really, really, really important because you get Giants commanders back-to-back three and four, and if you happen to drop those games in division, oh, you're met with Rams and Eagles in week five and six. So this could be a brutal, brutal stretch for this Cowboys team. What is your kind of outlook on them? Man, I don't know why anybody would look at the schedule for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm writing them off right now. <laughs> this is a team. Think about it, guys. This is a team that didn't even get into the red zone. Uh, in mm-hmm. week one at home, didn't even get into the red zone. Take the worst team or the worst offense in the National Football League. At least they got into the red zone. I'm speaking about the Jets, right? And this is the Dallas Cowboys. You could not even get to the red zone uh, in today's football. I don't know how that happens. Uh, They're in a world of hurt. Uh, I think it started in the offseason. It's carrying over. It's unfortunate about Dak. Uh, But you're going to ask Cooper Rush to put the team on his shoulders? I mean, that's just too much. Uh, And I don't know why anybody would schedule watch the Dallas Cowboys at this time. Rich, we got just over 45 seconds. Any best bets for the weekend? I, I have one. Uh, I don't know how great it is, but I like the Lions. <laughs> I like the Lions. Uh, I don't know why, you know, for me, the Lions feel like they're close, right? And, and I know that internally inside the building. Aaron Glenn has to be better as a defensive coordinator, understanding complement, complementary football. 
uh, right? And you got to understand that the offense can score points and generate drives. You can't take chances. He took too many chances. They blitz Jalen Hurts 17 times out of 34 dropbacks. You can't do that and expect to win. Find him on VEASAN's Pro Football Blitz. Find him over on the Twitter machine at M.I. Pritchard as well. He is a great, great fella to follow and listen to talk some football. Thanks for the time, Pritch. Thank you, guys. Week two, we roll on. Some more bets in the account for me in the game we're going to talk to when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Welcome back. This segment of VEASAN Final Countdown is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that's helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Zen understands there isn't one right time to make a change. Everyone's timeline's a little different. Everyone's on their own journey. But whether you feel like this is the time to step forward and make a change, guess what? Zen will be there for you. Check out Zen Nicotine Patches at zen.com. That is Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <laughs> we got the Panthers and the Giants. The Giants are now one and a half to two point home favorites over the Carolina Panthers. A total of 43 and a half in this game. John, we saw the New York football Giants go out and make a statement by going for two and winning the game. Now, listen, I kind of was screaming at the television, it's too early to do this. What are you doing? This is not a good decision. But, you know, listen, there's there's more than just that that goes into this. It's the, hey, I trust my team. You went over the locker room. Like, you want – you're the new coach. You want them going like, hey, man, he right. trusts us and whatever and yada, yada, yada. So, I get there was more to it than just the numbers. But typically when there's over a minute and the team has a timeout left, you're, you're actually kind of – you're actually kind of working against yourself by doing this because right. then you're then you're incentivizing them to be hyper aggressive instead of just being like, oh, we'll play well, for overtime. And you know? by the way, um, they missed a field goal at yeah. the end. Like, that's yeah. the other thing too. Like they went for it, and ultimately <laughs> they had to pray that a missed field goal attempt came, and it ultimately did. I agree with you. By the way, yeah. like I'm big on analytics numbers. Yeah. You generally want to do that when there's like no time left mm-hmm. on the clock. You want to walk it off as opposed to giving them more than 60 seconds to drive down to get into field goal range. But Sometimes it's about, you know, kind of getting your team on the same page. Yeah. It worked out. And you saw, I mean, like the, the guys afterwards, I mean, I heard it like five different guys were saying like, it's so awesome that he told us to go out there and win it, you know, whatever. So, you know, cool. You know, basically it was a, it was, and he also had gone to the defense apparently and said like, Hey, you want us to go for this? And the, the defense was like, yeah, we'll go stop them. And, you, know, you know, so it's like, <laughs> so you know, it gets every, yeah, it gets everyone's all pumped Can up. I just and, say it also flies in the face. Cause there's a lot of people who dislike the two at the end of the game that would have won the game. Right. Yeah. No time left. They're like, what are you telling your defense? Like, I think the defense kind of gets it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you think they understand what's happening. Yes. Here. They, they get it for sure. Uh, all right. So with the Panthers, I think we saw some good, some bad, um, and some in between with yeah. the team in week one. I mean, of course they lose on the 58 yard field goal and fall to zero and one on the season with the giants. I think that there was at least, if you want to come away with something that I think is pretty good one, Saquon Barker looks as healthy as we've seen him since basically he came out of college. And that is a pro listen again, whether you want to argue with where he was taken in the draft or whether you want to say that he's injured from this and another, when he is healthy, this dude is a beast out there. I mean, that two-point conversion was all him. He yep. got hit at the two-yard line, and he yep. just steamrolled into the end zone. And so that is certainly a positive. And, again, I mean, this is I'm not saying this tongue-in-cheek. I'm, I'm being dead honest when I say this. Like, Daniel Jones only had one turnover-worthy play in that game. Like, a guy that has been loose with the ball and made some bonehead decisions over the course. So, like, I think if you're a Giants fan, there were stuff to kind of come away with in this game. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, like take a, take a look at Daniel Jones performance with a little bit more detail, right? Under pressure. He was very good. Seven of nine, 69 yards, uh, which was solid. A lot of quarterbacks really wilt under pressure and he was not, and he was good against the blitz. He was blitzed on 10 dropbacks, completed five of six passes threw a touchdown against the blitz. Um, did not commit a turnover worthy yeah. play when he was blitzed. And that matters too here, because if you look at some of the numbers and I do wonder if this is going to change for Carolina here, they blitzed uh, Jacoby Brissett 13 times and he mm-hmm. didn't drop 
back that much. It was a pretty right. high percentage. So if they're going to blitz Daniel Jones a lot, this is a pretty good system. Dable's a pretty good coach. They're going to have systems in place to kind of beat that if you're the Giants. I'm with you. Like, there are some positives here. As somebody who has an over on the Giants win total, you love to see him grab one as a five-point yeah. underdog. And now you're back at home uh, just laying about two points against the Panthers team that offensively – and I, I wonder with Carolina – what to take from that performance against Cleveland offensively because I don't think we give Cleveland enough credit for how good they are defensively. Mm -hmm. Up front, they're they're extremely stout along the defensive line. They have uh, JOK, of course, uh, their second-year linebacker, and, of course, the secondary is really good. I wonder if this Carolina offense starts to look a little bit better against a lesser defensive opponent this week around, you know? Yeah, and and if you're – like you're saying, one of the things I was drawn to in this game, and I don't have a a play on the the side or the total in this thing sitting 43-and-a-half right now – I did look at least a little bit because I saw those blitz numbers as well. And the rushing prop for Daniel Jones is sitting at 23 and a half yards. And Daniel Jones is underrated athletic. Like yes. he's, he is at underrated athletic and underrated fairly fast for a quarterback. And if he is going to be blitzed as much as he is, we know that's when these kind of athletic quarterbacks sometimes just take off because lanes get formed and you just kind of run because there's no choice to do that. And so, again, I, I did look at a prop in this one in Daniel Jones and his rushing yards, and I think that the 23-and-a-half is a pretty fair number to take the over on if the Panthers come out in the same game plan as we saw last week. And this is this is where handicapping games early on in the season does become at least a bit of a chore for us because we have to make assumptions, right? Yep. We have to just kind of assume that what we saw in week one will carry over to week two. We don't know if that's the identity of this Panthers team. Maybe by week five, week six, we realize, oh, they're a blitz-heavy defense. That's what they're just going to do. We're, we're assuming from what we saw last week that they might do that again this week, but we can't be for certain. So, again, play that prop with that analysis behind it, with a, with a, take it with a grain of salt because I can't really say that's going to translate. Yeah, no, sure. I, I agree. And yeah. like That's why I kind of, like using the term draw a line through a game, you don't want to ignore it. Yeah. But that's why I kind of want to look past week one for Baker Mayfield and the Panthers mm-hmm. offense and kind of give them a fresh slate here in this sort of a matchup. It was a tough matchup for them against Cleveland. It was a matchup in which the market got a little overzealous with the Deshaun Watson stuff and making that line and swinging it back and forth mm-hmm. and as high as it got. You know, We talked about that last Friday. Here against the Giants team that – Stole a win as an underdog on the road. Now coming back home, and like I feel like maybe this is a slightly better spot for the Panthers than the, maybe the market indicates. And sure enough, I mean, look, I think it was, what, two and a half, and there's pretty much twos across the board now, so mm-hmm. it's a slight move in favor of Carolina. New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. As we sit, the Patriots are two-and-a-half-point road favorites over the Pittsburgh Steelers. The total is 40-and-a-half in this game. Got some news that Najee Harris is going to go for the Steelers, full participant at practice today, so he'll be out there for this squad. We know T.J. Watt will not, on the other hand, but I guess, John, my question to you is, is does that really all, does that matter against this version of this Patriots team? And and I'm not sitting, yes, I was down on the Patriots coming in this year. Yes, it seemed to manifest there in week one. I'm not doing a victory lap quite yet, but what I am going to say is, is it does look like a team that doesn't really have anybody that you can reliably count on from a playmaking standpoint, right? I mean, like yeah. if you're if you're Cincinnati, so Cincinnati gets down in the game last week and as bad as as Burrow was playing, it's like you got Jamar Chase. And, and Jamar Chase, what did he do? He goes out and like does Jamar Chase things, whatever. And like you've got these teams that have these dudes where no matter what, you can kind of say, like, well, yeah, but they do got him, and like that that could go crazy. There's just not that guy on the on the Patriots, right? And I'm not saying that there's that guy on the Steelers, though. I think that trio of receivers is is pretty damn good. Oh, I, right. Yeah, you know, like it's just can Trubisky get him the ball or not? And, and so, I think it's kind of wrong team favored type situation here. So I do. I have the Steelers. You said it was probably going to be a, a popular teaser. Like I do have that this week, getting them up to eight and a half. Because again, same kind of scenario with me. 
I don't see a way the Patriots blow any team out. They might win this game. There, there might be a win in store here for this New England team on the road. But you tell me that they blew anybody out, and I'm going to say, like, I, I just don't believe you. Yeah, I uh, I agree. Yeah. I, when I watched, I, I was going back, and I rewatched that Patriots-Dolphins game last night, and you just watched the way that that offense to operate. It was, it's, it's almost like it's just in like a bottle. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it's runs between the tackles. It's trying to get your athletes out in space. And when Mac Jones tries to take a shot downfield, you either get intercepted, which would happen mm-hmm. in the first quarter, or it's a ridiculous catch in a one-on-one matchup along the sideline, which you got, I think, in the third quarter. There's not really any explosiveness to this Patriots offense. The thing that gives me a little pause is we have seen – TJ Watt is defensive mm-hmm. ends generally are not worth that much, but if there are defensive ends that are worth a half point, maybe more, it is TJ Watt. Yep. He, cause he gets explosive plays. He gets sacks, he gets turnovers. And I wonder how much that kind of holds the Steelers back here. But I think at the end of the day, they're so much better in terms of their defensive scheme coming into this year. And I was so impressed. You still have a word up the middle. I tend to agree with you. Like I, I'm, the Steelers again, too, when it comes to like a contest play, I've not eliminated them yet, but I came into the year. I got an under on the Patriots mm-hmm. win total. I'm really down on them too. I, I would not be looking even in a home field really worth, worth nothing. Actually, mathematically yeah. through 17 games, it's worth nothing yeah. up to this point. Still think two and a half for New England and, and Pittsburgh is a little much. And again, this could be Belichick shenanigans. We know that he does all this stuff, but Adrian Phillips listed as questionable yep. for this game. You got Josh Bledsoe listed as questionable. You have uh, you have Trent Brown listed as questionable for this game. So whether they're really questionable or not, we don't really know because Belichick just kind of does this with the injury report. But and for those wondering, Mac Jones was removed off the injury report today, so he's yeah. fine. He's going to yeah, he's good to go. One of the things I was looking for was because Cam, I did see that Cam Hayward was limited in practice, but they did not give him a, a, a status. Did not give him designation. So. It Looks like he's going to be good to go. And with that, I think he's enough to probably cause enough damage here to, again, keep this Steeler squad from getting blown out. And and when you have that trio of receivers that this Steelers team has and Najee Harris back out there, I I just find it hard to believe that you're not going to be able to keep this game within eight and a half points. I really do love this teaser leg and a low, super low total game with a team at home with what looks to be a healthy offense. I mean, it would, it really would kind of shock me if they were lost this thing by double digits. Yeah, no, I I completely agree with everything that we're talking about here with the Patriots and defensively too. I mean, let's just say uh, we, I had issues with their cornerbacks coming into the game and it looked like it against Miami. Our pro tip comes from our guy, Mike Pritchard, where he said, hey, listen, been there, done that. And listen, evaluating these weather games, focus more on the wind and the precipitation than the cold temperatures. He actually said, hey, cold games didn't bother us all that much. It was more being able to hold on to that thing when there's tons of precipitation. Of course, the wind blowing the ball all over the place. So good pro tip from our friend. Coming back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. 
if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.